Welcome to Get It Together. I'm your host, Pete Straub. Oh, I'm your fill-in. I didn't know you you're were gonna... usually so. I didn't know you were gonna you throw in. it to me. Well, yeah, you're. Go ahead. I'm your guest co-host, Jenna. Thank you. Uh, we're joined today by Courtney Grimm and Della Winters. Hi. Hello. This is a very uh, special, special edition of Get It Together. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, it's not contracted, which David and I were going to discuss. <laughs> so, long story short, David's in Cabo. Uh, spoiler. On vacation. Yeah. If anybody's in Cabo, say hey to David. Um, so, we kind of had to pull an audible and figure out um, what to do for our episode. And, yeah, I think we came up with a really good idea. Today we're going to be discussing feminist horror and more uh, why astutely. Do you, why do you say it like that? Excitedly? Like, I don't know. It sounded a little like it wasn't a real thing. <laughs> I didn't use air quotes. <laughs> For anyone listening, I yeah. didn't use air quotes. The ladies have taken over. You're outnumbered. Yeah. Five to one. Five to one. <laughs> Joined by Maggie and Charlie in the studio yeah. because we didn't want to leave them upstairs. <laughs> They're so, just quietly licking peanut butter kongs. So yeah, um, today we're going to talk about I Spit on Your Grave. A movie that no one actually watched for yeah, various reasons. Pretty much everybody in here didn't make it all the way through. No. And some of us didn't start it. <laughs> right. But really thought hard about it and read about it online. I yeah. really appreciate... Uh, Courtney's honesty for that on because you know she was like I made it 10 minutes mm-hmm. I get the gist <laughs> and that's kind of like how I felt about it yeah uh having before we watched uh some of it I was like mm, yeah I mean it's probably good but I kind of feel like I can figure out what the ins and outs are you know yeah it's definitely one of those movies where like I knew well, it's like a rape revenge movie. Right. And I knew that going into it. So I thought, okay, there's going to be a sexual assault. <laughs> Obviously. It's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. And so we sort of made it through the first one. And I thought, okay, all right, I did it. That was pretty terrible. And then there was another one. <laughs> yeah. And then there was another one. Yeah. And they were going on the fourth one. And I was like, no. Yeah. I can't. I'm done. I just can't. Yeah, it's a it's um 1978, I think is when it was released. Yeah. And um it's an hour and 40 minutes long and you know, you kind of it's sort of in like embedded in the synopsis that, you know, the revenge part shows up at some point, but there's like you know, 40 to 50 minutes of, like, sexual assault and sort of, like, wandering through the woods barefoot and naked and everything that happens before that. So, um, I just, you know, I was kind of, like, I think we both sort of got tired of waiting for it. Yeah. And, you know, didn't feel all that empowered and inspired by the end. So, it's like, well, let's just let's cut our losses and... Well, I think that according to the internet Wikipedia article that I read, <laughs> oh, there you 30 go. minutes of the movie are like sexual assault. So 30 yeah. minutes of the total runtime are actual active sexual assault. So like nothing leading up to it, nothing after that. But 
Which yeah. is an interesting balance, I guess, in terms of overall runtime. I think it felt like a lot more. It's definitely, I mean, if you're only counting the actual sexual assault, there's so much before and after that occurs. Like, even just in the beginning, there are scenes where they're clearly, like, taunting her, um, where she is in a hammock, like, by the pond, and they come by their speedboats and they're like going in circles yeah. and they're being really loud and they're like whistling and all this stuff. And it's like you start to get that feeling because you know it's coming that like you're not safe. Yeah. And she starts to get that feeling. So there's a lot of traumatic stuff that happens outside of just that. And like you were saying, there's a lot of her just completely naked and bloody walking through the woods because they... Um, yeah, she's kind of like they basically the they nowhere. they abduct her right. is what happens, and she has no way to get home, and it takes her a really long time. And while she's in the woods, they find her and sexually assault her again. <laughs> Maggie has something to say. <laughs> she's sniffing the microphone. Yeah, she feels very strongly about sexual assault. Yeah, she's against it. Yeah, um, way to go, Maggie. And then you know she finally makes it back to her house that she's staying in, and she drags herself to the phone. And then they're in her house, you know, so yeah. ugh, it's upsetting. It's super fucking upsetting. Yeah, that's pretty much all we can. That's really... the basic synopsis. And then she yeah. goes and just like kills them all. Yeah. Right. Do you have any more detail? on that? Um, I'm going to say you guys can probably help. Della might know more. I just read like the Wikipedia description of the rest of the movie. Got it. Um, But she basically like. They think she's dead, and then they send, um, what was his name? He was, like, the mentally challenged sort of Matthew, I think. Yeah. They send him back, and they're like, you need to kill her because she's seen all of us. And he can't do it. So he, of course not. Right. So he just, like, dips the knife in some blood and then runs back and is like, she's dead. Um, and so she survives and she kind of recovers. Um, it does make mention that she goes to a church Hmm. and asks for forgiveness about what she's going to do. Hmm. Um, and then I don't remember all the male characters names, but like the one character she like seduces, she does a lot of like seducing them. So she seduces, um, the one guy into her car and then she kills him. Um, she orders groceries again. So Matthew comes back right? and she's like, I want to have sex with you. And he's all confused (laughs) and she like hangs him in a tree. Whoa. Yeah. And then the other guy, um, one of them, she drowns in the pond somehow, Mm -hmm. like gets him out on a boat and flips him overboard or something. Uh, and then last but not least, the uh the other guy i think she's like i want to have sex with you <laughs> and apparently that's an easy trick to pull yeah i mean <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like they were easy pickings yeah and then she gets him in a bathtub and it says this is what it said in wikipedia it's like she gives him a hand job right and then she severs his penis yikes and then she just like walks off into the like the frame, the last frame is just her like walking off. Walking into the off distance. with a severed penis in her hand. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Taking her trophy with her. Kind of, yeah. I mean, so that's, that's the ultimate act of empowerment in that yeah. moment, right? Right. Sure. Just cutting off the male symbol of right masculinity, really. 
Neat. I mean, I guess the thing that I struggled with the most in my reading of this movie is that um, I had a really hard time understanding how the male characters would be so open to being seduced to someone that they had clearly attacked. Like, that yeah. clearly is not a consensual Right. Act. Right. And then she just shows up after you think she might be dead and is like, hey, P.S., want to have sex? Like... <laughs> last time i checked that's not really how any sexual encounter i've ever had no started. like you know i left you for dead but hey we could hook up now it's such a weird thing too because again i'm going to talk about movies i haven't actually seen but there's that movie that just came out um and it has the same lady that's in gone girl what's her name rosamund pike yeah something yeah and it's like she gets raped by the guy and then he goes to prison and she goes to visit him and she writes him letters. And then, again, I haven't actually seen the movie, but from what I understand, she, like, convinces him. She's like, like, I want to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, we're going to be together. And he comes over and then she just fucking kills him. Ooh. So, I mean, it's really part of the whole, like, dudes are dumb. Like, yeah, I was wondering that, too. Yeah. Dudes are dumb. Yeah. So... Like, guys are just, just tell me you want to have sex with them. We'll do whatever you want. Like. Yeah. I was, I was kind of actually wondering that, uh, be, being the only male in the room right now, I was kind of wondering while I was watching through, you know, what we made it through, I was wondering what sort of. Uh, I guess delusion the the fellas seem to have because there's there's a lot of um you know New York ladies are loose and stuff and there was a lot of like yeah man they just fuck all the time and it's like well you know you, <laughs> willingly maybe yeah you know it seemed very uh yeah it, they just didn't seem very smart. But at the same time, I really don't know if that's uh, something that would drive you to behave in such <laughs> such a way. They it just I don't know. It didn't strike me as um, uh, very organized, and uh, they just I don't know. They didn't seem to carry themselves uh, like violent criminals, you know. Well, I guess the problem that I have with them being dumb is that it's almost a convenient excuse. Exactly, yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. oh, they're dumb. They're animalistic. They're dumb. They're not, like, normal guys. But I think that that's the problem in some ways with this rhetoric, at least from my perspective, is that sexual assault does occur with yeah. quote-unquote normal guys. Right. right. So it's a little too convenient to just say, oh, they're dumb or they're animalistic or yeah. the men who commit rape are somehow different than men who don't commit rape or don't commit other forms of sexual assault. Yeah. Like, that's the problem is that you can't pick them out in a crowd because they're normal guys. Right. So yeah. I don't know enough about like either film theory or whatever would be like what I'm sure that there's some kind of reason why you would want to portray the character in that way. Yeah. But it's hard for me to not see that and think this is a convenient out. Well, I do think that knowing basically knowing what the plot was going in made a lot of the uh things that led up to the assaults seem very like 
ominous and sort of leery, you know, like yeah. the, the taunting with the boat and like, you know, um, just them like kind of talking shit and stuff. It all, right. it all seemed a lot more, uh, like violent thought knowing what the was coming synopsis of the movie. Yeah. You know, like they're, I mean, this is a horror podcast. They have stupid guys that say stupid shit in every movie that we talk about. And, right. you, you know, you don't even blink. And kind of in, like, a lot of movies, too, you just, you know, you don't even think about it. And I feel like knowing uh, what I knew going in, it all seemed a lot more uh, tense. And it all seemed like it was building onto, you know, the plot being what it was. So Yeah, there was a lot of just, like, guys being guys moments with them. Like, they were sitting around a fire just drinking beer and talking about ladies and getting laid and yeah and it's just like and i don't know i think you're right though i think part of you because you know what's coming and clearly they're the only characters in the movie like it's not like you're like who's the rapist gonna be (laughs) they basically the first scene of the movie is her meeting them yeah um so you know that that's who it's gonna be and so it's just like it does seem very I don't know. It's very foreshadowing, but it is. It's like a, it's such a cheap plot trick to just be like, well, look at these dumb guys. Like, yeah. although I will say there is some dialogue um, that I actually heard for myself and some of it I read. Um, but when the fourth rape is about to happen, he does say to her, this is how I like my women, totally submissive. Yep, I heard that. She's basically... Well, she's... She's very beaten up and bruised, and she's begging him to just let her give him a hand job, like, is what she's basically saying. And he's like, I just love my women, totally submissive. So, at least that does sort of speak to this, like, power and control dynamic. Yeah. Versus just being stupid guys that, you know, think New York women are easy, (laughs) I guess. Well, I mean, stupid guys in horror movies, like, okay... Guys being guys scenes in horror movies are always the worst things to watch because guys being guys never really looks like that in in my experience. It never really looks like guys just talking about chicks and like how easy <laughs> they are all the time. And I think that's like demeaning, but in this in this sense it definitely like set up the you know, set up what was about to happen. Yeah, so. it's also 1978. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess yeah. the dialogue. The historical much. context of it yeah. is not very conducive to women either. So, um, I want to get into the feminist horror thing. Yeah. And kind of like move off this movie because I think the general <laughs> consensus is hard to watch. Yeah. Not recommended. Not recommended. Uh, pretty graphic, and they made a remake, right? That's what yeah. you told me. There's a sequel, yeah, I think, or a, a third sequel. one now too. I think. Oh, is there? Wait, yeah. is there a remake, a sequel, and a third one? I yeah, do. I, I so. do not know. So, oh wow! You, like how many times can you just? Yeah, right. Jeez. Like, a lot is the answer. A lot. This is clearly <laughs> a plot point that we can just keep redoing. I think that um, <laughs> the most interesting part of the remake is that. Um, I think the remake came out in 2012. Yes. And I think it might be rated NC-17. Okay. Mm. 
Because it was part of the movies that AMC chose to run, even though it was NC-17. And one of the articles that I read about that specific rating and why it was NC-17 instead of R is that the sexual assault in the remake was more erotic and more kind of porny, for lack of a better uh, okay. term. Had yeah. that hostile feel. Yeah. Right. Then, <laughs> then the sexual assault, as it has been described to me in this particular movie. Which is so, super violent. It's, right. yeah. it's, I think the weirdest thing, and I know we said we were going to stop talking about this movie, but I think the thing that really struck me is there's no music. Yeah. It's yeah. completely just silence in the yeah. background with all of that like there are scenes where there's like crickets chirping and stuff yeah. but there's no music yeah and so when like at one point she's being raped on a rock right and it's just her like crying yeah. and him grunting and it's just so uh so raw in a sense that it it's very disturbing. I would it's, venture to guess that was probably um, intentional on yeah. the filmmaker's part as well. Which, if you're going out there to make a really unsettling movie, well, great job. You you nailed it. Yeah. You succeeded. Um, yeah. We all feel traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm super curious about the remake, though. Like, Yeah. It, it just... Because there were articles that I read that it was like, this is... Like a feminist gem. And then there were other articles that were like, this is the worst movie ever made. Yeah. And it was like, no one could seem to agree on. I mean, can it be both? Yeah. It only, it only really recently got sort of better known. Because when it first came out, it was really. People amped. didn't like people it. Didn't I'm, like sh- it. I'm like, sure. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine aside. people would like it now. Right. So right before the remake, really, did it start to get more that like, kind of makes did sense everyone start saying, like, this is feminist you know? yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't i mean i guess sort of the bigger question is what is feminist horror right and what does that mean yeah um right does it make it a feminist horror film because in the end she gets revenge yeah like is that the point yeah. is that what makes it feminist I mean, I guess to some people, maybe. It makes me uncomfortable to call it feminist, because she, so she's like a lady doing it for herself, right, in New York City, and she decides to go to the country. Right. And it sort of takes like a pastoral shift, and she's in the country, and then all this shit happens to her, and then she gets, she goes back into the earth, basically, so she walks back into the forest, and, Mm. you know, like, she loses, I don't know, it just gets very... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody take a drink of water. It's so uncomfortable. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, and um, the one article that I read was sort of dividing it into two different categories. So you have, is it feminist from the perspective that it was directed by a woman, produced by a woman? Like, what kind of studio was backing it versus... Um, what's happening in the film and the characters. Because the one article I read was talking about American Psycho, which is directed by a woman, um, and how, you know, um, sort of the detail, that basically giving that the camera had the male gaze and that, um, I forget his name, I forget Christian Bale's name in the movie. Patrick or something. Patrick, Patrick Bateman. Bateman. Yes, yes, yes. And that he sort of has the male gaze, like the way that he 
looks at himself and the way that he sees himself and like this representation of the male gaze and that can only come from a female director and all this stuff and um so making like the argument that that's a feminist film even though the main character is a man right um do you know what the male gaze is pete uh, I'm, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I just want to make sure you know the vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm familiar, okay. but I, I, won't, I, I won't define it and embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, it's... Wait a minute, let me try. Okay, <laughs> so basically the male gaze is that uh, numerous, i.e. most forms of media are um, uh, created and distributed from the point of view of a male to attract um, male, the male gaze. What kind of male, Pete? The average male. Who is also... White. And... Rich. (laughs) And... Heterosexual? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> we were all looking at each other, like nodding, like, oh he gets God. it. He gets it. There's so many women in my studio <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you nailed it. It's just yeah. basically the perspective of everything comes from this sort of one, one perspective, even if the focus doesn't necessarily mean that what you're seeing is a female body or that it's not even coming from a woman. It can come from a woman and still be the male gaze. Sure. Um, right. So, yeah, that was great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Good so, job, Good yeah. job. Yeah. You're excelling I, at feminism. Right yeah. Now. All right. <laughs> you're going to get a gold star after get this. Get a crash course. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, what else is on your okay, list so, of feminists? <clears throat> Um, I have a list of feminist horror films as defined by like this blog magazine sort of thing. Um, So I don't know how reliable of a source it is, but we can work through them Um, first. (laughs) And they and they all had different description as to why. um, But I didn't write any of that down because who has time for that? So we have movies like and some of these really make sense to me, like a movie like Carrie. They defined as feminist. Yep. So, you know, you have the female yeah, protagonist and she's powerful and we'll do like a lightning round. Seeks revenge, we'll I guess. <laughs> see if we agree or disagree. Okay. Right, Based on okay. anything we've seen, obviously. Um, so I also have the Baba Duke, which I haven't actually seen, but I know you've talked about on the show before. I agree. I agree um for sure. There's there's like a, you know, there's like a single mom struggle kind of yeah and the thing i said it was like based on like her descent into depression yeah yeah very good good example cool um the honeymoon which is i you watched that movie too right yep we're gonna Um, have to defer to you a lot i feel i don't know if i would necessarily agree with uh feminist because in uh uncertain pretty uncertain terms i think she's sort of like uh sort of like invasion of the body snatchers so like it might not be super empowering if it's not you know if it's not actually her right if it's not your actions but she you know she's pretty boss (laughs) but i don't know yeah i still don't know if i would call it okay anyway uh we also have the descent uh yeah i'd say that that's 
These are all uh, previous episodes of the show, if by guys, the way. If people want to go and so listen. If you guys want to dive into the archives, except for Carrie. We haven't gotten to that one yet. Um, I saw The Descent, and I don't know. Again, I don't remember what the article used as the basis. Have you guys seen that movie? Which one is that? Um, it's about these women who go cave exploring. Spelunking. Spelunking. Yeah. That's the word it's called. And That's they right. uh, basically get lost in this cave and then are eaten by, like, <laughs> like dungeon creatures. cave people. Bat yeah, bat human people. Yeah. I remember the trailer for this. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it. it's an all-female cast. Like, it's a group of women who get together. Um, there's sort of this, like, core group of friends yeah. who get together and do these sort of adventurous things. Like, they go whitewater rafting or mountain climbing or whatever adventurous people do. Yeah. Um, and they go into this cave. And you later find out that the woman who's sort of leading this expedition... Um, this cave hasn't been mapped out yet, so yeah. she was hoping they could discover it on their own, and then they could name it and all this stuff. And, and then they all get attacked and die. Yes, I mean, save one worst friend. Ever. Potentially, also, yeah. there's an alternative ending, so there's two kind of different two potentials. Here. But there's a yeah. second one, so that's true. Somebody so she has does. To... Yeah, she does actually survive mm -hmm. based on the second movie. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I might, I, I might call that one. I don't know. I mean, I get like it's all females, and you. So, not to spoil it for you guys, but it's really fine. there's one ending where she like sees this like patch of light, and she gets out, and she's running, and she like gets to the car, and she's driving down the road, and then she like sees the ghost ending. of like her friend that was murdered, she and like, had to, and, like leave behind. And she basically left behind, yeah. and then the movie ends. So then that is a good ending. Yeah. I like that. It's okay. really oh yeah. my God. So then the like, alternative the ending is she sees the light and you can tell me if I get this wrong. She like okay. sees the light and she scrambles out and she's running and she gets in the car and she's like driving away and then it kind of zooms back into her face and then it starts to zoom back out and you realize she's just having like a hallucination and she's still in the cave. Yeah. And it just zooms out and zooms out and there's just like caverns and caverns and caverns and she's just like lost underground. Yeah. Sounds pretty good too. It's <laughs> super disturbing. So, those are pretty both good, good endings. You're just starting to get claustrophobic, yeah. Courtney? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are both good endings for really different reasons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it yeah. totally changes the tone of the film. Right? I um, I, I I would probably say that this is this is a good example of a feminist horror movie. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily use the term feminist, but I think it's empowering. You know, what's that they're... the difference? I guess what's the point of hesitation? I haven't seen it, so I can't. Well, there's kind of like this. Uh, uh, for each character who's like trying to help a uh, a friend out, there's also a character who's like willing to throw their friend under the bus to get out. And so, like, do you think you uh, would feel? Do you think the fact that they're all women changes that for you? If they were all men, well, would it change it for you. I mean, I you know, I don't really know what the male counterpart to feminism would be. Uh, it's just regular life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just, just, just life. Yeah, it's just existing. So. Yeah, just, just being. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily find find that as a uh, like a powerful move on, on mm -hmm. another 
male's yeah. part either. Well, I guess so. that what I'm thinking is if the part that's so like, well, yeah, they're all trying to help each other out. Well, that's stereotypically very feminized behavior, sure. right? But stabbing somebody in the back for your own survival is not female behavior at all. That's no. more stereotypical. Right. So it's, it's more kind of hard to watch. Behavior women do that to one another because yeah. you think women shouldn't do that. We should all band together and get out together. But yeah. I'm not necessarily saying yeah. that it's not that it's not feminist in that way. I think it might be more, more survivalist than it is feminist mm. in that way. I've sort of started to change my mind because when I initially saw that movie, I didn't think so. But I, I do like that there is a broad representation of women in the film there because are, yeah. there are there is the it's woman that tries to save everyone and be supportive and be that kind of maternal. And then there are some yeah. of the women that just stab their friend because they got to get out of there. And like, what are you going to do? You got to survive. Yeah. So I do kind of like that, you know, I guess part of the equality thing is that you should be able to show women that are assholes right. and, yeah. and not every woman has to be like this savior. Cause or maternal. No, yeah, yeah or maternal yeah. Right. or, you know, so maybe point. I've changed my mind as we were talking. Okay. Okay. That um, happens all the time yeah. on the show. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah. The next movie is Alien. So, yeah. And all there right. was a lot about this movie when I was reading about feminist horror. Sigourney yeah. Weaver is a beast in that movie. Yeah. So. It I was sounds... going to say, isn't it like the pinnacle yeah. of I think all so. feminist kind of horror-y films? Mm -hmm. I had no idea, but yeah. Yeah. I'll have to give it another another watch now. But yeah, I know Sigourney Weaver is a, a G. I've never actually seen it. All right, we'll we'll get that done. I'm sorry. You can watch it with your new feminist gaze. I yeah, know. Right? I'm so I'm like I have a new obsession now. Um, the next movie is called Ginger Snaps. If anyone's heard of it, it's about never. redheads. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Is it horror because they're gingers, or I don't know. I'm assuming there's some sort of ginger takeover in some way. I don't actually know. Okay, well we're gonna. Pass Does it involve them. any kind of uniform? I don't know why. In my head, <laughs> it probably. In my head. They're like high school girls. Yeah, yeah like yeah, you know, like wearing. I don't know. I feel like it's the redheaded version yeah. of the Redheads. of the craft. Mm, interesting. The craft. Is the craft on this list? No, because, but it should be. Oh, we were exchanging well, craft. We were. I needed some. I needed some. I feel like the craft <sighs> counts as a feminist yeah. horror film. It, I'm just gonna put it, it out might. Because. Who wants to talk about 1995? Yeah. Six. All right. I totally. I I agree. Yeah. I saw that. I've seen that movie, so I can talk about it. Right. Yeah. I have just female. Well, the whole idea of like witch and magic and all of that is mm -hmm. so based in femininity right. itself, and like where magic comes from and pulling it from the earth and the. And the earth is female and all of that. Right. And the fact that it's kind of a battle between someone who is almost an anti-female in terms of her persona. And then yeah. somebody who is far more traditionally mm -hmm. um, just kind of feminized in terms of look and mm -hmm. in terms of interaction and in terms of life struggle. Yeah. It's a good one, Pete. All right. Um, put that on the list. Yeah. I, the all right. I'll throw it on. I feel like maybe we're still having like a monthly where I guest in and we just go feminist horror. <laughs> we'll talk about There's that. Yeah. yeah. So far we have a whole list. Uh, Jennifer's Body 
I don't know this movie. Haven't seen it. Megan Fox. Yeah. Oh. So automatically, no. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Just kidding. Kind uh, of. Does she get naked? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I also think there's some kind of, like, possession vibe I in think that one. I, and she's a cheerleader, right? I'm trying to remember. You know, I, I was reading, because this movie well, came up a couple of times, too. You know. I think because it's directed by a woman, I want to say, yeah, maybe. I think it is. And that's part of the reason why it comes up. Alright. Okay. Uh the innkeepers. Haven't Anyone? Seen it. No? no. Moving on. Uh Scream. Right, yeah. 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 You have the female that wins. Mm-hmm. That was the other article that oh, I yeah, was reading sure. was sort of defining I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> like the Obviously. only person. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um the the other article I was reading was talking about how, like, feminist horror is, like, when you have a woman that doesn't run, like, the woman that Fight fights back, back right. like, whatever it is, like, she doesn't... Is Halloween on this list? Uh, no, but that's a good one, too. Yeah, okay. Well, there's only, I mean, there's only, what, ten we're, movies? I think we're gonna do Halloween in a couple of weeks. I like the Halloween movies. Yeah, but for sure. that I think it it should at least be in the running. Because even though he has like mom problems, well, yeah, but <laughs> don't all serial killers yeah. have mom <laughs> right. problems? Have we learned always... anything from Criminal Minds? Though? I know. Can you? Every serial killer on Criminal Minds has a mom issue. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. If it's not mom, it's the babysitter. Right. Yeah, so. or the nanny. Whoops. It's the one we just watched today before you guys got here. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Really getting primed up for right. that feminist discussion. Yeah, yeah. criminal minds. Of course. Because this is the season where JJ gets super badass. Like, and she's yes. just like taking people down. Yes. And Good. yeah, it's super fun. Um, I feel like I didn't write this down right. Haunter? Haunter? <laughs> I have H A U N T E R. That doesn't sound like I spelled that right at all. Haunter? <laughs> haunter? Yeah, the Haunter. Or is something. that what it is? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like... It sounds like uh, a damn movie title. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, Haunter-er? It's okay. hard to say. Um, and then Drag Me to Hell. I've, oh. I, I, I've heard good things about it. Um, not necessarily from a feminist perspective, but... I don't I've heard it's movie. good. I, have yeah. you seen it? No, I haven't. I have not. But it comes up a lot in I'm actually academic literature. Take that list because Not yet. of okay, um, I think there's some weird. <clears throat> I hope this isn't spoilery. Um, that's okay. Disordered eating stuff. Mm. That's a huge part of that movie. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, which is very which. So if that's the case, it wouldn't actually surprise me if it popped up on somebody's feminist horror movie list because it is a horror movie but yeah i've it comes up all the time in articles that are discussing disordered eating in media hmm. in non-apparent ways so hmm. oh, that's interesting for. yeah okay. that's a nice okay. theme right yeah yeah feminist. and i read a lot too about the idea of the final girl quotes around the final girl right you know the woman that's left standing yeah in well a lot of the films we just read and many more yeah and if like if that is an example of a feminist horror film because she survives jennifer love hewitt made it through both 
I know what you did last summer. That's true. (laughs) She's like a perfect example of a final girl, too, because she's innocent looking. She's white. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She's very. Final girls are never of color. Right. (laughs) Right. No, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. Minorities and horror films. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Let's say let's table that. Yeah. We'll put that on for a different day. Right. Yeah, because, well, and the article is also making the argument of, like, is the final girl the sort of, that's what Jennifer's body's about. Okay, I just remembered. She's supposed to be a virgin, Mm. and she gets taken for some type of, like, sacrifice, and they think she's a virgin, and she's not, and so when they go to, like, perform the ceremony or whatever it like gives her this incredible like evil power and ah, she seeks revenge on them interesting because she wasn't a virgin i, like I that. just remember Sounds pretty feminist I like yeah that. I dig yeah it. i kind of want to see that now all right yeah um i forget what i was saying oh about like if they're like these sort of virgin innocent women who survive or can you be like the slutty kind of alternative girl and be the final girl I don't have any uh, examples on hand, but I feel like that is becoming uh, less of a thing in horror movies that the, you know, the super innocent girl next door has to make it to the end. Uh, Like, it was when there were more, like, mainstream, you know, in the later 90s and early 2000s, there was, like, a big resurgence of, like... um, horror serial murderer movies Mm -hmm. like i know what you did last summer like the scream franchise and all that stuff and that all sort of like played into that where like one person who is sort of like you know the innocent go-getter uh does anything for their friends type is the one that actually like makes it through but um now that horror is kind of like been sort of like you know, given a lot of free reign because they're being a lot, uh, they're being independently funded a lot of the times right. and things like that. There's a lot less of that because I, you yeah, know, I think, you know, a, I think the most important thing is probably because the people funding it probably think it's played out. So right. you don't really have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know. And I'm trying to think of an example. Like I know we've talked about, Movies where, like, the woman becomes possessed and does evil things. Or movies where, you know, women do evil things to each other. But, like, and nothing is popping in my head of, like, there's just, like, a bad woman. Like, she's just an evil person and does, like... With no like redemption? Yeah. Like, uh. you know what I mean? Like, she's not seeking revenge. Because, like, in so many of these movies... Whoever the sort of quote unquote monster is is usually always a male, right? Yeah. Like, it, like, or something is causing her to be evil. You know, like she gets sexually assaulted four plus times. Like, mm. and I spit on your grave. Yeah, I can't. Try. And is that is that like is that feminist? You know, like if you if you're created, yeah, like if you know Freddy Krueger is a woman. Hmm. Michael is a woman. Mm-hmm. What about... We don't uh, see... You just don't see, like... I think about, that's why Gone Girl was so successful. She's just, like, a psychopath. Mm-hmm. What about People the, are like, whoa! 
Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, that's interesting. Ooh. The only example that I could think of, honestly, isn't a horror movie. It's mm-hmm. kind of a psychological thriller. It's... Um, and totally... I saw it in the theater. had no idea what it was. Didn't remember um, seeing <laughs> any kind of, like, preview for it. I went to go see it because somebody else wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, it's the movie Side Effects. Yeah. Yes. We saw that movie yeah. in the theaters. Kind of like Sight Unseen, too. Yeah. yeah Where you, like, cool. stumble into it, and then you're like, oh. But she, the lead, um, whichever Mara that is. Yes. I don't know. Sure. I can't even picture her now, to be honest. Yeah. She we don't do our homework of, here. That's fine. Right? Okay. I know her last name is Mara. The one right. that's not on House of Cards. Yeah. One. Okay. Right. Uh, so Fair enough. She's kind of just horrible. I mean, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. that's true. In that movie, you're just kind of like, oh, you're just kind of a bad person. Awesome. Yeah. Because you're leading. I mean, at some point, you're like, are you being played? I mean, yeah. so many points where you're just like, you're, she's clearly being played. And then you get to the very end and you're like, no. You're, you're just, just a bad person. Yeah, you're just a bad person. Yeah. yeah. And so I was kind of like, all right. I mean, and you get punished in the end. Yeah. And it way. is sort of weird because, like, it is something uncomfortable that you're not used to seeing. Like, right. you're just like, yeah. oh, this is just like a bad person. Right. And you're like, well, women don't do that. Right. <laughs> we have to be mothers. We can't be bad people. <laughs> right. And you can't just, like, take advantage of someone because, you know, you're manipulative and terrible. Right. Well, there's always Kathy Bates. That's true. And misery. But she loves him so much. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure that counts, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you love so hard, like Charlie, she you loves things love so hard. hard, she just destroys them. Yeah. Yes. All of her toys. Know. There's the uh, mom from Psycho. I'm going to have to do some homework on this, and I'm going to get back to you listeners about it. But yeah. Why not? What else you got? Um. Well, that was. Those were all of my movies. Um, okay. Some of the other things, I do think it's important to bring this up because we're talking about it, um, that, and a lot of what I read, the argument was made that it doesn't really matter if it's feminist or not when you are repeatedly exposed to violence against women, it makes you desensitized to violence against women. Yeah. Right. And that you just, in just in using that plot point in general is just sort of feeding into the rape culture because you're just becoming less sympathetic to it because you see it more. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it doesn't really matter how it's done. Is it positive? Is it negative? Right. It doesn't matter. It's still exposure. And at some point you just kind of stop caring. Yeah. It's kind of, it's it like it, it loses it's, its like shock a, value. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like something to move the plot forward. Yeah. Instead right. of, you know, Giving it the weight and gravity that, you know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That it necessitates. I know. And it's like I was listening to another podcast today. And um, I'm not totally sure what they were talking about. And you guys might know because you're in the Twitter world. Um, But they were talking about a female comedian that recently tweeted about being sexually assaulted by... Either another male comedian. Okay, somebody knows what I'm talking about. Okay, spill the beans. Uh, I mean, I mean, I read an article on it. it was yes, a Buzzfeed article, and it was she basically around Christmas or Thanksgiving started posting all of these Instagram 
images of her own body having been um, like the bruises, the residual bruises. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Because he had done this before to other women and she was tired of, um, you know. Do you know who it was? I remember her first name. I can't remember her last name. Yeah. But she's actually, she's from Ohio. I know that much. She's in California now. Mm. Um, but there was um, a follow-up article on BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. and it's a really long read, about sort of how um, the community in Cal, the comedy community sort of has developed its own, the women have developed their own insular way of handling when um, other people are attacked in their community because it's so prevalent. Uh, They're on the road a lot. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it's not even, it's like yeah. fellow comedians. Uh, of course. So they have lists and then they try to get them kicked out of venues. and. Yeah, because yeah. the, the podcast I was listening to, they didn't really get into it, but the guy was kind of like complaining almost about how like women will band together no matter what Mm -hmm. and he feels like it doesn't matter if it actually happened or not they're just like you believe the victim no matter what and I was kind of like well yeah the reason women do that is because people don't believe us when we say things so we tend to and I don't think you can speak for all women all the time but I feel like a lot of women would just be like, yeah, I'm going to believe this person until somebody proves to me that it's not true. Right. Um, which I guess sort of goes against the um, innocent until proven guilty kind of aspect of it. But um, it is, you know, I mean, I feel I don't like know. that rises up as a defense, though, because the system clearly doesn't work. And because people just assume that it's a false accusation. And so the go-to response is, well, that's fine. Um, You're not going to believe us, so we're going to band together and take Mm -hmm. care of ourselves. I mean, I don't really understand how the perception of, like, passing lists around or trying to get people removed from venues is any different than, like, going to bathrooms in groups or not walking home alone. Like, it's all a tactic that women developed to try to curb sexual assault well and it's tactics that women do that men don't have any experience with right Mm -hmm. because men for the most part never think about and you can like never think about am i going to be sexually assaulted like just the other day and i didn't think i was going to be sexually assaulted but he dropped me off at kroger and he was going to go run an errand and come back and meet me there and you were going to go get your haircut or something. And yeah. so there was a long line. So he just immediately came back to Kroger and he walked up to me and I had my back turned. And all it was, was like, I just felt like somebody coming up beside me and like reaching into my cart. And I sort of did this, like, what's up now? Like, who's this? <laughs> and he was like, Whoa. And I was like, listen, like, uh, like I'm just a woman living in America. Like I'm constantly on guard. Like I'm ready. Like I'm always thinking about middle of Kroger doesn't matter yeah right. like right. and i mean you know i realized that probably the me being sexually assaulted <laughs> in the middle of a kroger's with hundreds of people around is slim to none but right. you know it's the same reason that i always look in the backseat of my car even if it's been in right. my garage right yeah you know because no you I, just don't know i totally get that i will never forget um 
I don't remember if you did this teaching exercise as well or not, where you would just like ask your students uh-huh. to say, what do you do every yeah, day I like to prohibit to, or to prevent sexual assault? Huh. And the best answer that I ever got from any dude was <laughs> wake up put on pants like literally that's what they thought yeah like, that's how i stopped myself from they're like don't go assaulted. to gay clubs yeah and i was like Jeez. incorrect um <laughs> thank you for sharing and then you know i mean the whole like beauty of that exercise is that they need to be separated by sex right so that you've got females who are just like oh yeah i definitely don't shower if i'm home alone or i always look in the back seat before i get in the right car, or i always make sure the front door is locked and these guys are like do you just spend all day long trying to, pro- like, prevent sexual assault? Yeah. Yeah, pretty actually. much. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, Jeez. yeah. I mean, so it becomes such a part of your life, though, that you don't even think about it. Right. right. And most of the time, you don't even realize. Like, a lot of it just becomes a reflex. Right. Um, but, yeah, especially when you're in vulnerable situations right, where you're absolutely. walking to your car or it's dark out or you're home alone or, you know. I mean, it's just... It's it's just one of those things where, and that's kind of where my mind went when I was listening to these male comedians talk about this. Um, and they weren't necessarily, I didn't get the feeling that they knew this guy or this woman that well. And that they were sort of um, like leaning towards his side because they were his friends right. or anything. I think they were more just like, how come women just believe everything other women say? And like, you know, what do you mean that that happened? And it's like, I don't know. And it's like, well... Because no one believes us. Right. right. <laughs> like, because people get, the victims get blamed all the time. So we tend to right. it's always believe just people like, if we can. You had sex with somebody and then regretted it. Yeah. It's like, no, actually, this was sexual assault. You shouldn't have had those three drinks. Right. Mm-hmm. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. I read this whole article that my mom cut out for me <laughs> about consent. And, like, what consent means. And apparently, like, the new thing now is that um, there's a lot of seminars that are going on in college campuses. Absolutely. About consent and consent what it means. sexy. Yeah. And, like, the campaigns and, like, what consent is. And, like, like um, I was tr- – one of the analogies that I really liked that they used was, like, if you have a friend that doesn't like to go on roller coasters and you're trying to convince this friend to go on a roller coaster and they go on it, you know – are they actually consenting to going on the roller coaster? And people are like, well, yeah, you know, they do it. Or, you know, you say you're going to give them $5 or you say you're going to hold their hand or whatever. But, like, are they actually consenting to going on the roller coaster? Or are you, you know, coercing them into getting on the roller coaster? And, you know, you're like, oh, roller coasters doesn't matter. But then you're like, okay, take out roller coaster and put in sex. Yeah. Right. And then it has kind of a, you know, a different meaning. But I'm definitely using that when I talk about I think that that's an excellent example. I also think that it shows people just how complicated consent is because I think that like so often people hear sexual assault or they hear rape and they think like the stranger in the bushes or like yeah. or like a lot of what happens in these horror movies, right? It's just some example of like it was clearly not consensual. Right. So right. There is no gray area. Yeah. Here. It is clearly not a consensual act. And then consent in real life gets complicated because both people are drinking or like i don't know is it coercion i'm asking you if you want to do this thing and you're not sure if you want to do this thing so like maybe you maybe you don't i'm not sure people say yes um i think that often 
people say yes because they feel pressured to say yes in the right. situation, right? So, like, in the example of a roller coaster, I'm going to say yes maybe because you're my friend. Right. Right? So, like, there's some element of, like, maybe I should say yes even though I really don't want to do this. Yeah. Roller coaster, low stakes. Sex, much much higher stakes. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a much different Bigger deal. situation. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the one thing that the article is talking about is, like, well, how do you, like, because you really should be consenting kind of at every every time the situation changes right so you're so you're having oral sex well then you need to consent to vaginal sex right like and then you need to consent to this like can i put this here you know and it's like well how do you how do you realistically have sex with someone and and like not just go is this okay is this okay is this okay is this okay like is this okay you know like how do you realistically have that interaction and then the one the one thing that stuck with me and i don't i don't have the exact statistics but it was like something like you know 70% of men say they rely on nonverbal cues as their way of knowing if it's consensual and then it was like 25% of women use nonverbal cues to say if it's actually consensual and it's like well there's clearly a huge disconnect happening if right. men are relying on nonverbal cues and women aren't giving them like you know and i'm not saying that that's like that's where rape happens but it's right. like clearly we think about this very differently and at least there needs to be some type of dialogue absolutely so, back to horror movies. Oh uh, yeah, sorry, that was our sexual assault tangent. You know, it, it has its it has its place. Um, so since this is a horror movie advice podcast, I mm. want to do a round of advice and then wrap this up. Okay. And let's leave it broad so it can be about uh, the movie that we so <laughs> lovingly critiqued, or Excellent. uh. If you have a suggestion for a uh, feminist horror film, or if uh, there are things that you should look for to decide whether a mm. horror movie might have a feminist tone to it. Okay. So, yeah. Let's start with you. All right. Um, well, I would say the first thing is that I think deep down, I will never think of any movie with sexual assault against women as being actively feminist yeah uh i just i don't know i just can't even if you get revenge or you win or whatever i just don't see it as being feminist um because i think women survive sexual assault all the time yeah and they don't seek revenge right they they move on with their lives and are productive members of society and that's what you should do um you know, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. Um, but I think that, um, everyone should rewatch Jurassic Park. Mm, interesting. And think about how all of the dinosaurs are female. Yeah. And how really the fear is that they've all figured out how to reproduce without men. And that's mm. basically the fear <laughs> of the movie and what that means about society. Ooh. Um, nice. <laughs> I read about that too. And I was like, that's very interesting because they're all female and basically they just reproduce without the men around the male dinosaurs. And they're like, it's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Well, Jeff Goldblum has that like classic line where it's like, uh, um, God kills dinosaurs. God creates man. Uh, man creates dinosaurs. Man kills God. 
And then, um, what's her name? The I don't know. <sighs> I'm not going to know. Dr. Ellie, whatever her name is, says dinosaurs eat man. Women inherit the earth. <laughs> and like t- the two men just like look at her like very off put. Oh, is that what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Really good. Um, And then I guess my last piece of advice would be for any woman in a horror film. Um, when you get that feeling down in your gut that something's wrong. Yeah. Just leave. Just yeah. take the keys yeah. and go. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. That, it's not going to make for a good movie, but... There are other cabins. Yeah, like... Nothing good is about to happen. Yeah, right. yeah. That instinct you feel, that down, that intuition that's been socialized into you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just go with it. Yeah. yeah. Follow it. Yeah. Follow, follow it. it. Mm-hmm. All right. What about um, you? Uh, I would say if you want to... um see a more uh feminist leaning movie i I actually would suggest the descent and then go back and listen to our episode on the descent it's a pretty good one and um i would also say there's a pretty good scene in trick-or-treat that leans pretty feminist too so i would check those out that's my advice your advice is just to watch more movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like yeah, yeah. I like movies. I like this conversation. I think that you know there should be more examples out there, and I think there are more being created. But I think you have to, you know, you got to look harder for them. So yeah, yeah. Della, I like those. I have. Um, so this is probably going to be a horror movie directed by M. Night Shyamalan, right? I'm just okay. going to put that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. So it's going to be awful. But I guess that what I would really like to see is some movie where the killer is actually female and you don't know until the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's yeah. going to be like, P.S. that already exists. I, I'm not a big horror movie watcher, there, so I'm not aware of it. But It's I would possible, like it to but be, I'm... You know, yeah. I'm cataloging yeah. and I'm trying everybody, to it Everybody out, in this but... room has been trying to think of one and we right. haven't really come up with something. That's true. I just think it would be genius if you could somehow have a female killer who you have no idea is female until the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's... Because I think that it could play out like a traditional horror movie and then at the end you're like, oh, it was a woman. Imagine that. Like, that's why yeah. I said the little M. Night Shyamalan twist. Sure. You know? So <laughs> sure. it's probably going to be like a level D movie and not right. <laughs> but I'm going to hold out hope You got to start somewhere, you yeah, know. right? So Shyamalan's the nice. one with the twists. Yes. So. Yeah. I think that would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just would like more female screenwriters and producers and directors yeah because i really think that if there was a stronger female presence to some extent eventually over time trends might change yeah yeah i agree with that instantaneously but i think that it's a good start there have been a lot of doors doors opening in that aspect but you know there's always there's always room for more right and um the influence is um the influence is very present, but there's also, um, you know, I sometimes I think of the horror genre as like, uh, you know, like the hip hop of movies. You know, there it's a little old school, and the thinking 
can be a little misguided sometimes. But I think that, you know, with every, you know, with every genre, it kind of evolves to a certain point and, like, gets a little better and, like, um, finds different influences and things. So, yeah, I'm with you. Let's let's get some more. Maybe that's what we'll do next. Yeah. We'll collaborate on a horror movie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, I have a camera. <laughs> Maybe we can film it on an iPhone or something. Yeah. Sure. That's the new thing. Yeah, yeah. it is. Go. That's, That's what they've been doing on Cycle 22 of America's Next Top Model. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of feminism. Right. So Tyra <laughs> Banks. <laughs> Anything else, everybody? Courtney, do you have advice? I mean, I, going off of what Jenna said earlier, I would like a, mov- a movie with a woman protagonist in it where her power wasn't realized by some violent act, like a yeah. violent sexual act against her. Cause I yeah. Have, like, that's Good call. what, like spurs women into action is when this violence occurs and mm-hmm. just kind of a yeah. woman scorned yeah I'm yeah i'm kind of tired of seeing you know that's like, don't give me a reason to cut your penis off you know so just yeah we're just, just gonna cut it off it. because right just yeah. watch it happen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we yeah. go all right well um thank you everybody for being here in david's absence thank you for having you're us. welcome Yay. and um Go women. <laughs> right. You want to um, learn the feminist chant when we're done? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that off mic. Um, we'll give you your card, your yeah. official card. Yeah. Yes. We're going to sprinkle glitter yes. on you, and then we all dance around, and you Perfect. become a feminist. Kesha plays in the background yeah. the whole time. That's pretty much just like my house. Anyway, <laughs> so. Good. Um, <laughs> follow our show at GIT Podcast. Um, give us an email at getittogetherpod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, click through our Amazon banner, and support our show. And yeah. we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.